Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here we go, And we're back, back baby. baby. I forgot to load the karaoke track, but that's okay. That's all right. All right. Guess who so just, just got back today? Them wild-eyed boys that scream who they. Haven't changed, got games to play. But, man, I still think them cats are crazy. And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, per usual, Lloyd Johnson. We're in person. I know. I can see your pretty, pretty face. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty face. It's and we're recording in a big, empty room. So we are recording. Different. What is that empty room, Lloyd? We are in the showroom of Go Bananas Comedy Club. Yeah, we are. We're about to work the door together for a sold-out show. Yeah, for a comic I don't know. <laughs> uh, apparently, two hundred twenty-five other people do. I, I saw that. Uh, from what I hear, it's like uh, I think it's like it's like Rajiv Satyal's the name. I've seen him before, but he's uh, like recording a special or something. Ah, okay. So um, yeah, I think that's what they're doing tonight. I think they got the cameras up here, but cool, cool. we might have some people pop in. We just had a friend of the pod, Rand Barnaclo, or as I called him, Earl from Sharonville, run through the entire room screaming at the top of his lungs for twenty minutes. Seventy-five million dollars for three point. I mean, he's not wrong, but <laughs> yeah, well. He could have been a little more articulate about it, but that is friend of the pod, Rand Barnaclo. He has a, a new pod, Rand, so far with Blake. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, dude, I've seen them riff before. Like, dude, um, so there was. A, I'm not going to get into specifics about it, but there was a weird uh, point of turmoil in my life uh, earlier this year, and um, I brought it up in uh, as a bit in the green room. There's friend of the pod, Marty Chang. How's it going, Marty? Ah, we're just recording. Fuck you. Ha nice. <laughs> ha. Uh, but there was a weird <laughs> point of uh, turmoil that happened. Marty just laughed at me in the background, and I feel kind of self-conscious. But anyway, uh, Rand and Blake, Rand and Blake were in the green room at Go Bananas, just riffing on it for like twenty minutes straight. And me and a couple of the comics, I laughed just for twenty minutes straight, continuous tears. Dude, I, I like working the shows. They've been doing like the uh, the riff shows. The riff shows here. I love working those because I you see crowds that just they almost want to hate them, like because it's just like it feel they feel like, like oh they're just riffing what and then by the end they love them. Dude, they're insane. Like Rand is just like a big Rand Barnaclo, big ball of energy on stage, 
And Blake is just, he's that, but he's also a workhorse. Yeah, and one of the best writers I've ever met in my entire life. And he is the best comic in Cincinnati, as we've said ad nauseum on this podcast. I, like, dude, I write, I, I know I write at least decently well, but it's just sometimes I don't get my shit together enough, and sometimes I come with, like, loose premises on stage, and I feel really... Really shitty about that. Well, I've seen you get better and better every year, like by leaps and bounds. I think you've surpassed a lot of people that that were your peers in a lot of ways. So that uh, I appreciate that, Lloyd, because uh, sometimes because I don't like being nice to you. <laughs> neither does uh, neither does my older sister Lily. Yeah, <laughs> which is very fair. She'll be on the podcast at some point this summer. Yeah, I'm sure she will. Or this summer. What the this fuck season. am I talking about? This season. There we go, Lloyd. How was your week? Uh, not great. I broke a tooth and my face was all swollen. I had to be on antibiotics and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how'd you break the tooth? Just eating granola. <laughs> so like part of the same bone disease thing. My teeth are yeah. kind of fucked. That sucks. <clears throat> so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been cool, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's fine. Dude. I, uh, when I was nine, I was playing tennis. I played tennis a lot growing up. And did I ever tell you the story of how I tripped? Uh, did I chip you my use tooth? like a mitt? Or did you use like a racket or just use your hands? <laughs> um, so these were this was before my hand growth spurt. Ah, uh, okay. So my hand was approximately the size of a kid's tennis racket at the time. Okay. Now it's the size of an adult tennis racket. Yeah, I was so I say. used I just used my hand at the time. Just yeah, just used my little kitty hand. It, was, right. it didn't have as much impact because my hand was only the size of a kid's tennis racket. I get you. I think I overdid that joke a little bit that, too much. That's fine. That's fine. But we're 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 break, shaking off the rust. It's shaking fine. off the rust a little bit. So when I was nine, I was playing tennis with a real racket, Lloyd, go to hell. <laughs> and I, this kid, Timmy, that I knew, he hit like a slice, which is a lob, and it bounced completely backwards. And I tried to swing at it, and my racket just came around and hit me just square in the tooth. I like how you just covered up the space between your mouth and your microphone with your <sighs> gesture that no one can see. I mean, I had to talk with my hands a little bit. I see that. They're just... They're just Calm down. They scare me. <laughs> they you scare just, everybody. You flail them around like that. I had a bit about this, but I worked at Amazon for a. Uh, I worked at Amazon for uh, for a winter. Yeah, uh, it was when they're like fifteen an hour is great, and I uh, the this woman was like going around passing out gloves to everyone, and she's going to everyone like larger, extra large, larger, extra large. She gets to me, and I swear to God, she goes larger. <gasps> And she gives me extra large gloves. <laughs> I was like, that was mildly hurtful. Yeah, well, I get the same thing, but I, I mean, it's, it's, it, ma- it matches more on my... You're also a big-ass white boy. Saying. Yeah. You want to yeah. tell that story? Yeah, it was just, it was just a silly... Um, I, 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 so I was walking out of my apartment yesterday to go get cigarettes out of the car. And uh, as I'm walking down, there's just like two crackheads doing whatever it was they were doing in the alley. So Probably like my crack. Apart- my apartment goes like right into an alley, like the stairs going down. Yep. And... uh they just look up from whatever, and he was, one of them was like, damn, that is a big-ass white boy. <laughs> and I just started laughing. They started laughing. <laughs> it was just a, yeah, it was just a, a silly, fun thing that, uh, yeah, it was just super amusing at the time. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> that's a big-ass white boy. You also, you commented on this earlier, you got, like, uh, new Bengal shoes, and you got compliments on them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, so uh, I wear a size 16, so I can't just buy shoes. And I wear a size 18 gloves. Yeah, well. <laughs> but uh, so I had some made. Uh, uh, Nike has a thing where you can make your own, like design your own and make them. So I That's made just so fucking or- cool. I just made yeah. orange and black, Air Force One, mids. 
beautiful love them orange bottom perfect and uh i was wearing them just walking through kroger the other day and uh no less than like six people were like dude those shoes are dope i don't know how this might sound whatever but i'm gonna say my two favorite ones weren't the people who actually said something it was like there were two like uh bigger black dudes that in separate occasions it wasn't like they weren't <laughs> together but like at different points walked by looked at my shoes looked me in the eyes and just nodded that's so and that's cool. Like, I, I felt like the coolest fucking like I was like, oh shit! Like, like any type of black dude thinks I'm cool, it's the coolest yeah, shit yeah. in the world. I was telling Lloyd before the podcast. Anytime a black person calls me the n word, it's the best part of my day. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know why, but it just it works that way. It's so cool. Like sometimes I've been uh, like when I've been DJing in the past. Wickedy well, DJ uh, DJ uh, DJ Dick Sweats, according to the Miller Summer podcast. Nice. Um. There have been times where I'll see like black people in the crowd and they'll be like, they'll have like that eyebrows raised dance. I'm just like, and they're just like, all right, white boy, I see what you got. Yeah, it's fun. It it's rips, fun. dude. It makes my week so hard. Um, wow, I could have worded that a lot better. Yep. It makes my week so hard. <laughs> um, but no, I just actually, because uh, I was out of town, I just did some shows in Detroit. Yeah. Sound like they went well. They were lightly attended, sort of. There was like kind of like, I think the biggest show had like 45 to 50 at it. But dude, other than that, club's great. Josh Gondelman, the headliner, is fucking awesome. Have you met him before? Did you see him when he came to Helltown? Yeah, I saw like uh, caught the end of the show. Dude, he might be one of the one of my favorite headliners I've ever worked with. He was incredibly nice. We he took us to he took me and another comic to uh, this place in downtown Detroit called Union Assembly. It like across the street it over like it you look out the window and you see comerica Sorry. park in the background the the tiger yeah. stadium and there was like fireworks going on for like 20 minutes we were just like this is a while yeah um but then it's also like literally one block from mom's spaghetti <laughs> you know the m&m's mm-hmm. uh pasta it's literally a block from there i, wa- I looked up i was like is that mom's spaghetti and it was. It's just like a little window. Yeah. In downtown Detroit. Downtown Detroit is super cool. Uh, I've only been there for a very short time, and everything smelled like pee. Well, you must have gone to the wrong part of Detroit. The, you know the people I know. Of course, I, I was <laughs> in the wrong part of Detroit. Dude, there are parts of Cincinnati that smell like pee. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, everywhere I went in Detroit the day I was there, well, it wasn't even a day. It was probably six hours. Just everywhere I went, I was like, did so, is someone, like, following, like, running ahead of me <laughs> pissing? Like... Like it smelled like fresh <laughs> pee. Every everywhere I went smelled like fresh piss. So I I was there. Um, the first night I was there, there were so many events. And there actually both nights I was there, there were plenty of events because uh, at the arena, the Pistons arena, uh, Greta Van Fleet was in town. I don't know who that is. They're like kind of a Led Zeppelin. They're like a modern Led Zeppelin knockoff. Ah. And I also so Josh, me, and this other guy, we were at this restaurant. And I see a, I see an absolute brigade of eighteen to twenty white girls just walking by. It's like I'm just like, what? I mean, they're not at the Greta Van Fleet because the Greta Van Fleet show was like, it was just people of all ages, all backgrounds. But I'm just like, I look out and it's like there are so, like there's so many just eighteen to twenty white girl outside just walking by. I'm just like, what is going on? And I looked at the theater. It was like this girl Tate McRae. No idea. Yeah, exactly. Because we're not eighteen to twenty white girl. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, lucky you were wearing jeans, I suppose, because otherwise you probably would have been arrested. Yes, very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the next night um, uh, at the theater, Shane Gillis was in town. And at the arena, Dave Chappelle was in town. <laughs> yeah, you, you wonder why your shows were lightly attended? <laughs> yeah, you don't say. <laughs> hey, let's have like fucking awesome things show up all around here that everyone wants to go to and then put on a comedy show. Yeah, and then we're, I mean, Josh and I, dude, Josh and I were also, it was a fun show, man. And uh, what else? Uh, lost my train of thought. That is totally okay. Alex met a new boy. I, I did meet a new boy. His name is Steve. So I wanted to He's talk got about little hands. Oh, it's the perfect compliment. They go right into places. Uh, ooh. <laughs> um. So I wanted to talk about this because we didn't really get to talk about our summers a whole lot. Yeah. I did a show in August at a literal sex club. Cool. It was at this place uh, in Indianapolis called Clubhouse 2050. Have you heard anything about this show? Yeah. I got to do it. And first of all, I did it. I did. I, I know how I do at shows. Sometimes I do well. I, do, don't, I don't do well. I did pretty well at this show. Good. Because I knew going in, like, I was doing 10 minutes. I heard they're a great crowd, but they're not a great comedy crowd. I didn't really know what that meant, but that means they're going to hoot and holler at your set. Yeah. They're not comedy nerds. They're people in a, like a sex club. They're there to have a good time. Yeah, that's why you needed someone like me there to walk around and tell people to shut the fuck up, <laughs> which is what I do. Dude, so it's like it literally the upstairs is like kind of like a brothel in a way. <laughs> like there's no like sales happening. Yeah, but there's I got like, you. I got you. But there was like a door open and there was a woman just on a bed, just no shirt. Just grinding on a dude. I think I think they had pants on. Um, but that was happening in the show and the showroom. Like that comedy show happened, and then it tr- it changed into a BDSM room. So like live BDSM shows happened. Comedy with a boner. Yeah, that should be the name of the show. This is great for a football podcast, by yeah, the way. Um, we're adults; we can handle this. And, and so, if you're not, go be a fan of the Steelers. Yeah, I'd say. Um, if I've ever seen more childish group of people is in that fucking AFC war room. Uh, like the Ravens fans, kind of annoying. Eh, Browns fans don't have. I mean, this there's week a couple had some shit but to Steelers say, fans but in that they're group. They're the fucking. They're the worst. They're well, I can't remember the one guy's name, but every every post I've ever seen him post, it's just like, why? Okay, cool. Why did you? Why? Why? Why did you say this at all? Like, yeah. It's just trying to like, because we, like, the Browns haven't won a Super Bowl either. They yeah. won an NFL championship like 70 years ago, but it's just because the Bengals are, I mean, I know what happened week one, but the Bengals are good right now. Yeah. So, anyway, after the show, uh, we'll get to the Bengals talk here in a sec. Yeah. I just want to tell this story. After the show, uh, a couple who was at the show, they like my set, they said, hey, uh, there's. Can we come an- back to the house with us? Kinda, actually. Um, they said, uh, and again, football podcast, we're going to get to that in a sec. They said there is an orgy happening downstairs. I'm like, I'm a naturally curious boy. I went downstairs and it looked like Pornhub had to file for bankruptcy because God damn, it was rough. Yeah. 
The problem with places like that is uh, most of the people you would want to see there are not the people. They are not there. No. They are at home. With their uh, with their hot significant other, yes, and or others or what? But yeah, it's not it's not who you want to see. No, it wasn't. I was like, I'm glad I got. To, I'm weirdly glad I got to see this, but also I'm done here. We're done here. Okay, but and that was literally a comedy show I did, and it was super fun. Everyone there was super nice, and um, there was one. And this is the last thing I'll say before we get to the Bengals talk. Uh, I was upstairs. It was like one thirty in the morning, and there was like loud music playing, and I was just dancing the music, just being an asshole. And the uh, this woman, easily three twenty five, just comes up in front of me and just starts twerking in my face. Was it my mom? No, she can't. No, twerk. she was she's the next week. <laughs> uh, this she's easily three twenty. She comes in my face and starts twerking. I just scoop back. I'm just like, oh boy, what's happening? And then she says, are you gay? And I'm like, no, I'm just scared. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. It's a lot, that's a lot, of, a lot of stuff moving around. Yeah. But, uh, I realize I just made that joke about my mom, and my mom's husband will probably listen to this. So Sorry, <sighs> James. Yeah, it's okay. But you know trying who, to be funny. We're, we make jokes on this podcast. It's a comedy podcast. It's a football podcast. We talk football. We talk stand-up because it's, it's what we have in common. Yeah. But you know who didn't do a lot of moving around on Sunday? Fuck it. Uh, fuck it. Ugh. Ugh. I don't even want to. You want to get into it? Yeah. What the fuck happened last week? Okay, so Mike Tirico at one point last year said, and this is a take I've had ever since because he's completely right, week one is the granddaddy of all overreaction Mondays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if, if, you, if they do great, it's every, they're going to win the Super Bowl. If they do bad, it's, oh, we're not going to win a game this year. It's, everyone is so dramatic. Because all you see is an undefeated record or a winless record. Yeah. Notice I didn't say losing record because sometimes you tie the first game, which has happened. Um, wow, I got very expressive there. Uh, no, the Bengals lost 24-3. to Don't panic. Don't bash Burrow's contract. You know what? I have a theory. Okay, go on. If you signed a contract for $275 million, wouldn't you probably party and celebrate for a few days? <laughs> or go to a couple UFC fights? Yeah, it's some like... You go to Vegas and party and then come back like, all right, football, I guess. <laughs> I think that motherfucker was just not – I honestly, I think he was just still like on, on recovery mode. And I don't blame him. $275 million contract, you sign that one time in your fucking life. If it costs a game, eh. And it was a rainy game. Dude, it literally looked like he could not throw a football. Yeah, because his tiny hands. I mean, if he wants to switch, you know, how people say like, "Oh, uh, let me donate a calf." That's what I was getting. getting at. Yeah, I was, I was gonna like, say, "I'll donate that. my hands and yeah, Burrow." I was, will. I, was, I was setting that one up for there you. There you go. Hell yeah! Uh, but Joe <laughs> Burrow was fourteen of thirty-one, a career low eighty-two yards. I think they said it's the lowest he's ever thrown. Period. Ever, even high school and college. Oh, I, I mean, because when you're, of course, because when you're a star athlete in high school you're not going to have an off game you're going to dominate fucking everybody yeah when you're in college you're like his season at lsu when he threw 60 touchdowns and six interceptions 
that comes without a shitty game. Yeah, yeah. Any shitty game that happens then is an anomaly. Yeah, some something has to be offered that to even be a thing. But Burrow was flawless in his last year of college. Yeah. And he was dominant at Athens. Yeah, and uh, he was dog shit at Cleveland. It's, I know Burrow's going to come back from this, so I'm not panicking. He's mentally probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's called Joe Cool. Like, he he keeps his head. I I have no no doubt that he'll play fine. And everything will be fine. This will be a game I'm actually going to be at. Where are you going? Uh, to the game. What, like, where are you sitting? Do you know? I don't. Uh, James bought tickets. My mom's husband. Oh, shit, dude. Stepdad, I guess. I don't know why. I, I always say mom's husband. <laughs> I just thought about the fact I could just say stepdad. Sorry. Never thought of that before. I just, that, that old habit. It happens. Um, are you, I don't, I don't imagine you're going to tailgate much. I don't think of you as a tailgate guy. No, I don't even, I, I don't like crowds at all. Yeah. I'm going because James wanted to go to a game. Me, him, and Breezy are going. That's super fun. Friend of the pod, Breezy Lee. Yeah, she'll Who you can see on Friday at Pie and Violence at Chameleon. That's correct. Uh, <clears throat> that show starts at 9, no cover. It's the Comedy Nerds Comedy Showcase. I'm here for it, dude. Yeah, it's uh, Cy, friend of the pod. Friend, dear friend of the pod, future Uncle, guest of the pod. Uncle Cy. Fu- yeah. Uh, yeah, future guest of the pod. Dude, and I've said this ad nauseum, but Cy has been a fucking godsend to me. He's he's also just one of the funniest fucking people I've ever met in my life. I was, uh, I heard Phil Pointer talk about this. Like, Cy was like a national headliner. He was like fucking on his way up. But like he had like a lot of health issues. He's come back to stand up and has not lost a step. Not a bit. I've seen him a handful of times. And uh, <clears throat> he he's murdered every time. The one time he just was up there riffing with Rand when he did his uh, shows here. Yeah. I got to do one of those. Yeah. I was talking about the show you were at. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, that that just them riffing. I mean, the crowd was dying during the whole thing. So, I mean, to me, that's always a sign of somebody who's just funny. Yeah. And he's truly funny, but he's also serious when he needs to be. He's unbelievably funny when he needs to be. Yeah, yeah. He's. That's why he's Uncle Sarah. And he gets to talk. He's good friend. He like. It's why Rand's gotten so good as well, because Rand and Cy have gotten good for the same reason. You know what their common denominator is? Chad motherfucking Daniels. Yeah, I mean. Who is on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he's one of the best comics alive. Yep. Um, Back to Bengals. Um, Mixon, it's weird that a 13-carry, 56-yard game is your offense's bright spot. I mean, I don't know that you call any of it bright, but I get what you're starting to say here. Yeah, it's fucking, what, uh, just over four yards a carry, which is not terrible. Not Especially not, I mean, against the Browns, they're a good run defense. So. Yeah, when you got Miles Garrett, Zarius Smith, and Dalvin Tomlinson on the other side, not bad. Yeah, I, I expect them to uh, fucking annihilate the Steelers. I hope so, because, uh, and we'll talk about, uh, and I just realized one thing I wanted to talk about before the podcast, we'll get to it, because... I feel a slight vindication. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, receivers. Uh, Jamar Chase uh, was a leading receiver, if you can even call him that. Five receptions for 39 yards. Uh, Joe Mixon and Irv Smith, both are three receptions for 17 yards. Dude, I don't think 
Irv Smith is that good? I I haven't seen enough to to say. I don't want to say he sucks. Yeah, you but, you want your guys to be good, but I just, I haven't seen enough. But also, like we're just seeing them start to use him and warm up. So maybe there's a lot more in that Callahan playbook that'll that'll give him a place to shine. So I don't, I don't want to shit on it yet. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd, two catches for 10 yards. This was notable. T. Higgins, no catches on eight targets. Yeah, that was weird. I looked this up. You know what the NFL record is for most targets without a catch? Hmm. Guess. 11. You're close. Okay, what is it? 10. 10. And it's uh, two receivers. (coughs) One of them I found out was Chad Johnson. Huh. Yeah, I know. He was one of the receivers who had uh, 10 targets and zero catches. That's weird. But I forget who was against, but that's rough. Dude, I I mean, it was the way Burrow was. Like, because Burrow, I feel like, I know his Burrow tends to throw T. Higgins the ball the same way every time. It's like, it's like he throws it, like, super high, and then he expects T. Higgins to just come and moss it like A.J. Green used to do all the time. Yeah. But he did it all the time. He just it felt like he overthrew T just so much. Yeah, I think the I think the ball was wet, which makes it you know a little less accurate. But uh, yeah, I don't. It, I think it was just everybody was out of sync. Just, Everyone and like the well, the Browns had the because like Watson was throwing the ball mediocre as well, but he did it enough. Like there were so many of Watson's passages that just hit receivers' feet. Yeah, yeah. It was, he was underthrowing. Joe was overthrowing. It's it was rough to watch. But the Browns have such a good run offense that if they need to take like if passing is off the table and they need to take over a game with their rushing attack, they can. Yeah, I mean Chubb's that good. It's, He's insane. Yeah, he had like what he had over a hundred yards. It was his sixth game out of ten against the Bengals where he topped a hundred yards rushing. Yeah. And they said in the pregame that the Bengals only allowed one 100-yard rusher in the pregame. I'm just like, they just spoke it into existence. Well, or Nick Chubb's just that good. He's just, I mean, he's an animal. I mean, he said he watched film of DJ Reader specifically. No shit. Yeah, he said that, like, he's like, because he gave DJ Reader, he's like, that's one of the best run stoppers in the league, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I actually watch film specifically on him to catch tendencies and see where like what works and blah blah. That's blah. a motherfucker right there. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and the fact that you can pick it up that quickly as a running back, where you literally have two seconds to like, it's like, and I'm gonna use the ball with the stick example. It's like watching a pitch come in. You have so little time to react. Like if you notice DJ Reader doing something, you have to immediately know where to go. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's uh I mean, I think it speaks well for our defense, but also they that didn't work so good for them. So it didn't work for the Browns for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it's why you watch film. Yep. I also noticed this zero plays inside the Browns red zone. Yeah, it was. Ugh. And they like the closest they got was the Browns twenty five yard line. And that's when the Bengals. That's when McPherson kicked a field goal. Yeah. Um, where do you stand on Zach Taylor giving players preseason reps? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Why? Why wouldn't you? Why not? Why not do it more? Just give him fucking. a. Give him a. Ser- give him. Give him two drives. Yeah, I, I mean every other fucking team you see is. I watched Mahomes play in the preseason. Yeah, it's like 
you can't expect players to like not get any playing time and then be fully in sync the moment they get on the field. Yeah. I think it's just I think that's one of the weak spots in what, the way he does things, but And he did it last year too and the Steelers came in and wrecked our shit. Yeah. I was there for it. Same way we're not good at the first the first half of most games. It's uh we're not good at the first game of the season. The Bengals went 0 and 2 to start out last year and the quarterbacks they faced, you remember who they were? Mitch Trubisky, Cooper Rush. Cool. <laughs> I know. And then they just had this Stretch of eight and no, where they faced Mahomes, Allen. No, not Josh Allen. Allen. But, uh, um, who else? Brady. Yeah, and uh, uh, why did I say uh, Chargers? Herbert. Herbert. God did they? I don't think they played the Chargers last year. Chargers or Rams? One or the other? Uh, no. Maybe I don't know. I'm fucking. We. Don't I think do I was going through homework. Yeah, I think I was just going through my notebook. <laughs> And I saw maybe maybe this is the notebook from two years ago. Yeah, it was. Let's see here. They faced uh, uh, Panthers, so that would have been Baker. Uh, they faced Kenny Pickett, Tannehill, then Mahomes, Watson, Brady, Mac Jones, and I think Tyler Huntley. Because, ah. I mean, that's I mean the teams are good, but yeah. the quarter I mean, maybe the, the teams are better than the quarterbacks were. But you get the point. Dude, I also noticed this, the Browns slaughtered the Bengals in time of possession. 35-50 to 24-10. That's literally a 60... <coughs> that's that's 10 seconds away from being a 60-40 ratio. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And that's what happens when you keep the Bengals' defense on the field. You have a running back who, if you give him three tries, he's going to get a first down. It's yeah. in, like He's insane. A uh, few bright spots. Burrow didn't throw a pick. You have to look for those like weird, like yeah, Burrow yeah. didn't throw a pick. Uh, Jermaine Pratt was a beast. beast. Uh, Eleven tackles, seven solo, and he had a sack and a strip. Yeah. Wait, was he the one that stripped um, uh, Jerome Ford? Yeah. God damn. Three years, twenty-one mil. Yep. For Jermaine Pratt. Yeah, that's wow. Well done, guys. <laughs> Very good. And Logan Wilson what was it four years, thirty-six. Yeah. He's insane. Yeah. He's one of the best. I mean, for my money, maybe one of the most underrated linebackers in the league. Agreed. That guy's so good. And we'll get to him a little later. Yeah. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about, dudes, Dax Hill. What'd you think? Uh, I think I was. He he played very, very well, I I think. I'm like his side to side, like cover, like closing speed and decision making. It seems like it's stepping up every every game I see him play. And now that he's back at his natural. I mean, he had a pick. I mean, granted. Shot uh, props to uh, Zach Carter. Zach Carter for fucking tipping the pass, but yeah. literally went right to him. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yep, it was perfect. It's everything you could have hoped for. We're trying to look for positives here. Yeah, so it's called fuck you. If you don't yep. like it, fuck you. And speaking of fuck you, can we please talk about what happened on Monday? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to say this. I don't like to talk. I don't want to be like happy also, I know that Lloyd just turned his chair towards me because he's so excited about this. I don't want to be happy when players get hurt. Depends on the player. I feel bad for Jets fans. I don't. I feel vindicated that Rodgers is hurt. I think he's a dickbag. I think so, too. What would you call him before the podcast? 
throw throw Rogan. Yeah. Oh, that's a nickname he has. That's like I a know. no nickname. <clears throat> I just I was uh, some I thought I had that. Wasn't he the one pushing all the horse medication? He, no, he was the one that was. Uh, no, he was talking about like taking the, whatever that one medication. Ivermectin was. or something. Yeah, something that's that for horses. No, but I'm saying like he actually was talking about that so much. And I, after he got hurt, I was sitting there thinking like, you know what they do to horses when they break their leg? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a uh, friend of the pod, Jake Bunch, just walked in. Jake, what's up? Um, so like I feel a slight vindication that Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. I don't. I don't want to like rain on their parade. I. I. I guess I. I, can, I, I, I. Maybe I was wrong. I can say where you say I, I feel bad for the fans because it's not their call to bring that dickhead in as as they had. You know they had their hopes up and didn't want fucking low low. Uh, God damn! I already. I'm skip, skipping his fucking name already. The kid who fucked his his friend. Zach mom. Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. I remember that. <laughs> It was like when I saw when Rodgers came in, it was just like you could hear Jets fans being like, all right, here we go. This is it. Because like I was also slightly annoyed before the broadcast because like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were like, this is a Super Bowl team. I'm like, it's week one. Calm down. I'll be- I said before the season, I'll believe it when I see it. And I said, I hope he gets hurt. You really said that? Yes, often. <laughs> And literally four plays in, he gets sacked. And you could just, like, when I saw his Achilles just pop. Yeah, you could see his calf, like, like vibrate. Yeah. I was like, that's bad. <laughs> yep. And I just, like, he just went down, like, nope. And he just knew right away. I just, like, it got progressively worse. So I've, I've had a tear in my Achilles, and you know. That. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it, it's not even like it hurts, but you just, like, you it doesn't. It feels fucking weird. Yeah. And it's to snap it all the way through, like a uh, friend of the pod, Thomas Claggett. He tore his a couple years ago. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, it was in a walking boot for a couple months. That sucks. Um, but, and I just saw, like, Jets fans being just, like, they just looked. So dejected. Dejected is the part. They just looked defeated. Like, that is a snake-bitten franchise. But how'd the game go? Jets won. Yeah. They beat Josh Allen because he threw three turnovers. He threw three interceptions. I believe all to the same player. I, don't, I, would, I wasn't paying that close of attention. I think someone's... I thought he was just trying to honor DeMar Hamlin by throwing three. <coughs> yes. Anytime, some, anytime the three thing happens to the Bills, it's like he's doing it to de- honor DeMar Hamlin. Yep. It's like the play. I forget the player that was that intercepted all those. It was like Jordan Whitehead or something. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember off to. But someone said like if he intercepted three passes, he got like a contract. Uh, bonus or something like that, and that happened in one week. Fuck yeah! <laughs> sure, he, just, he, he just went home like dusting off his shoulders. Like, ah, I'm done. He's like, "What do you want to do with this money, girl?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm buying a hot tub. <laughs> but it's it's a it's gonna be weird seeing Zach Wilson the entire year, just like we saw last year. Do you hear Colin Kaepernick's people reached out literally before I the game? Did, was, uh, wait, before what? The, before the game was over? Oh, I bet. Here's my question. Because Robert Sala said this is Zach Wilson's team. Here's what I would do if I'm the Jets. Try and talk Brady into coming out of retirement so he can get hurt too. Okay. Anytime someone says, like, who should we bring? Like, if we need to bring in a veteran, 
I automatically rule out retired players. Yeah. If I'm the Jets, I start I sign a free agent and start Zach Wilson until further notice. Yeah. So Simeon's you, out there right now. Trevor, he is, former Jet, I believe. Uh, who is your money on? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled Simeon in as a backup. He is a guy with some starter experience. Nine years, been to big games, you know. I, this, this is going to pain me. Knows the offense. He, little bit. Um, my money, if I'm a betting man, the odds on favorite. What's up, friend of the pod, Morgan Miller? Um, odds on favorite is Carson Wentz. I hate it. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's. But I think he's the most skilled quarterback. I think he is inept at times. A lot of times, actually. Well, the Jets are also. I, I think they're. They're just as likely to try and make a trade for somebody they want. Yeah, but there, there are people that are just like they need to trade for Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford. Like. You can't just trade for another team starter. Yeah, yeah, how fucking yeah. privileged do you think you are? Yeah, that's not how it works. No, never has been. And what are the fucking Vikings getting return? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it'd be it'll be interesting to see what they do. But honestly, yeah, I think you leave it with Zach. I say for now because as weirdly he didn't play terrible. I want to like Zach Wilson. Re- I really do want to like him. I want to meet his friend's mom. <laughs> I mean, I do too. Uh, yeah, I want to like Zach Wilson. I think he has good moments. I think he has really good moments. I also think there are moments where he looks like fucking booty cheeks. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think he's one of those guys who I think maybe just has to learn to adjust to the pressure. Yeah. You've seen some quarterbacks come in, and it takes them two to three years to kind of really get that cool. I like Because like, in the preseason, like – it was like I don't. Did you watch Hard Knocks at all? No, I didn't either. I've never really seen Hard Knocks, but apparently he never left Aaron Rodgers' side. He's just like trying to take in everything he can. I wouldn't want to take in any of what Aaron Rodgers has to give out. But. Same, because he's kind of a dickhead. Yeah, but uh, man, Pat McAfee had a fucking funeral on his show. <laughs> Dude, someone's, I saw someone say, like, uh, if the Jets owned a funeral home, nobody would die. <laughs> I'm like, that's very accurate. That's pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So that's crazy that that happened. And everyone at ESPN seemed to be like, we have to hype the Jets up now. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone there got a fucking clickbait boner. Oh, huge. Because, like, the, the, like, the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl in... Years. Friend of the pod, Caleb Nash. What's up, buddy? So the, like They can't the, hear a peace sign, sir. Yeah, they can't. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. What did you do? I can't see. Oh, yeah, that's true. Man, if I did that, I'd cause my own eclipse. <laughs> Put my hand in front of my face. So, yeah, that's what we have to say about that. Uh, so, we roasted Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Lloyd, you're grabbing your notebook. Yep. You ready to roast these fucking Ravens? Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let everybody know I uh, I uh, this will not be my best work. I was uh, a little rushed with this. A lot of uh, life stuff. Mom's yeah. in the hospital. Blah, blah blah blah. A lot of lot of stuff going on. So I uh, 
did not have the normal amount of time and effort to put into it, but that I is, will do my best. That is okay. Uh, I, I was able to sit down a little bit and write this week. Uh, I was able to go to Condado where some girl messaged me on Tinder and saying like, hey, were you at Condado? I was like, yeah, I was actually. <laughs> she like reached, she like messaged me after not seeing me for a while, which was weird. But um, <laughs> All right. Awkward as fuck. <laughs> that was just a, a, a diversion I was not expecting, I guess. Right, yeah, it was go. very weird. Mascot, Poe. Fucking hot topic bald eagle. <laughs> it's a fucking bird. It's a shitty bird costume. Can we stop? I wish it was summer vacation forever. <laughs> so I could hang out with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'm 34 years old. It's like, how that? Um, Poe, uh, I don't know if you remember last year, tore his ACL in the, the preseason last year. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers did. Yep. <laughs> no, that was uh, his ACL. I know, I know. Uh, which, preseason. Oh, which, uh, which makes his bird costume the second biggest way that he accurately represents a Baltimore Raven. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. The owner, Steve Biscotti. I actually like my Steve Biscotti joke, but go on. Said he has all of the likability of a pediatric colon cancer diagnosis. <laughs> oh, boy. How do you even diagnose pediatric colon cancer? Ask a priest. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> okay, so you did work hard on these chips. No, that was off the top. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> okay, there's a lot to this joke, actually. But uh, Steve <coughs> Biscotti founded a practice facility known as the Castle. Nope. It gets worse. I know. <laughs> which is located, I swear to God. It is located, the address, you know what the, one of the addresses is, Lloyd? Let, tell me. One winning drive. <laughs> Gag! It's just, it's, it's, it's as cringe as that hair dye. It it's, is. It's just like, stop, just, just be a person. But, um, so if you would like to get to the castle, and if you like to get to winning drive, I actually found the directions to get to winning drive for the Baltimore Ravens. I actually yeah. found this out. Uh, so from the highway... Take a left on Lamar Jackson, but only in the regular season road. <laughs> uh, you're going to drive a mile, and then you're going to take another left on the two quarters per year that J.K. Dobbins is healthy avenue. <laughs> uh, after, two after two blocks, you're going to hang a right on having a Hall of Fame linebacker who is also a murderer boulevard. <laughs> Uh, and then after another two miles, you're going to uh, hang another right onto Ray Rice's career street, and Winning Street <laughs> is on your left. If you get to the night in 2014 where Ray Rice punched his wife's street, you've gone too far. <laughs> Much like he did that night. Yes. Uh, friend of the potty and squints. What's up, buddy? Hello. Uh, I, I liked that joke a lot. That I was, did like that a, was very good. That was sequence of burns. That was Kind of wrote themselves after a while. It was a lot of, that was a lot of fun to write, actually. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to hear. Thank you. Uh, the GM, Eric DaCosta. <clears throat> he looks like if Ed Harris did whatever Joe Rogan did. <laughs> um, Eric DaCosta is known as an excellent drafter. Uh, he traded up for Joe Flacco. He traded up for Lamar Jackson. And he threw J.K. Dobbins' injury concern sheet in the trash. <laughs> Dude, two quarters. Yeah. Coaching. John Harbaugh, or as I call him, Dad Rock Purdy. 
He looks like he hangs around. I, I didn't word this one out very well. Uh, he looks like he hangs around random high schools <laughs> just in case, like, a kid comes out to their parents and the parents aren't disappointed so he can stand behind the parents and be disappointed <laughs> for them. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like, son. We it's like, no, we love you all the same. And John Harbaugh's just like. <laughs> Quarterback. Lamar. All right, so this one, I'm going to need you guys to Google something. Okay. He looks like a muskox. Pull it up. All right. Uh, while you're doing that, I am going to say my joke. Uh, Meek Mill apparently <laughs> insisted. Did you see this? Meek Mill uh, insisted that Lamar Jackson was going to be a Patriot this year. <laughs> it even inspired Meek Mill's song about Lamar's stat line in the current Patriots offense, Nightmares and Nightmares. Oh, my God. Just he Google looks a like musk a ox. musk ox. It's, I, I, I didn't have a good burn. I just, when I was looking at the pic, I was like, that looks like a fucking musk ox. And it's that animal background. Yeah, uh, nightmares and nightmares. Anyway, uh, you ready to move on to Logan Wilson's bitch? Yes. What do you have on Logan Wilson's bitch? <clears throat> he looks like he strains the sand at the beach with his teeth looking for spare change because he didn't get a good contract like Lamar did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler Huntley, to me, Tyler Huntley is like a comedian from Austin, Texas. <laughs> He tried to cross the line and went about it in the worst way possible. <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. Good. Boom. We got a good joke in there. Running back. JK. D- <laughs> Just fucking kidding. Justice Hill. Uh, I, go ahead. Uh, Justice Hill has the biggest nose I've ever seen. This man uses a clean XXX. <laughs> This man doesn't get a cold. He gets a blizzard. <laughs> uh, you know, he's actually a very charitable man who gives to the less fortunate as he allows inner city youth to use his nose as a skateboarding ramp. <laughs> doesn't it look like his bottom lip and his hairline are trying to run away from each other? <laughs> it's like his nose has like an anti-gravitational pull. Yeah. It's, it's like just forcing everything out of it. It's, it's the, the explosion that started the galaxy. Yes. Um and Gus Edwards. His face looks like he knows that he's the fourth best running back on the team. <laughs> um Augustus Edwards. That's his real name. Augustus. Justice and Augustus. I just think that's cute. Oh, look at him. <laughs> they get matching tattoos. They do. The Augustus League. Yeah. That's an on-the-spot joke. That's pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. It's not bad. It's not bad. Wide receiver. What Do you, uh, do you have anything on Odell? Um, I took... I, I went in the bathroom earlier, and I had something that he would have liked to have. <laughs> I, I should have kept it for him and mailed it to him. But honestly, like, I'm not sure if Odell Beckham will ever release a sex tape, but if he does, it will be an absolute shit show. <laughs> They have to come out in Germany first. Yes. <laughs> um, Odell Beckham. I actually just found this out. Odell Beckham has been linked to dating Kim Kardashian. Well, I mean, that's a big old butt to get a sh- <laughs> <laughs> It's like buying a world's biggest ice cream machine. 
feel like me. It's like, man, I like a guy with manly hands. Hey, I'm Alex Schubert. <laughs> um, Odell Beckham has been linked to dating Kim Kardashian. I guess when you're famous for being famous, you can date whoever you want, I, mm. including Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I, was, I, I literally saw that like five minutes before you got here. And I was like, I want to write a good joke about that. And I'm just like, well, boom, got we'll get it. to do it again. Yes, hopefully. <clears throat> Say the NFL's most famous dyed hair. Mm. Oh, who's that one fucking receiver? Dante Pettis, I think, had like weirdly dyed hair at one no, point. I'm just saying, like every time you see him, his hair's dyed, and that's what yep. most people know about him. Um, and he had that one catch. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anything on Rashad Bateman. Here's a question, Lloyd. If April, f- if April showers bring Zay flowers. What does Zay Flowers bring? Zero receptions. Three touchdowns a year until he gets traded to the Titans. <laughs> he looks like someone. So it looks like he died and became a skeleton. And then someone wrapped a less talented player around <laughs> the skeleton. Um, I said he looks like West Hollywood Brown. That's okay. Sorry. I was saying hi to Isaac. That's what happens when you record a Go Bananas right before a shift. <laughs> Mark Andrews, who looks like what Drake will look like if he continues to only sing in his music. <laughs> you got anything, Lloyd? Mark Andrews looks like who should have played that character in Degrassi. <laughs> and hopefully future in the future, he'll be in a wheelchair, too. Well, yeah, because he plays for the Ravens. It'll yeah, fucking happen. Right. He's going to get hurt. Yeah, but Lloyd, Alex, I think we got him pretty good. Yeah. Predictions and bullshit. They're gonna bounce back eventually. Yeah. Is this the week? I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. It's a home game. I'm gonna say yes because I'm gonna be there. I'm going to. I'm gonna be tailgating with a lot of people. I have a lot of people who are like let's tailgate, and I'm just like, man, I gotta bounce around so many places. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I am, because I'm a party bitch. I like to party, just not. Um, so, I'm going to be probably at Bengal Jams for a little bit. My buddy Cameron, who I know from Why Your Team Sucks, I think I'm going to tailgate with him as well. Um, I say it's going to be a fun game. I say the Bengals bounce back. I'm going to say Bengals 27, Ravens 23. My player of the game... Is I mean, my player of the game last week was... De- Did I say Daxon Hill was going to be my defensive player of the game last week? I don't remember. I might... No, I might have. Who, no, I think I might... Eh, who cares? I'll Whatever. go back and listen. Uh, my player of the game is going to be... You know what? I don't believe in him. I'm going to make him my player of the game this week. My player of the game is going to be Irv Smith Jr. Beautiful. He's going to have 22 receptions, 600 yards. I like it. Seven touchdowns. Actually, you know what? Three touchdowns. Two first downs. I like it. Actually, you know what? Two different helmets during the game. Bold prediction. Trey Hendrickson pants Lamar Jackson live on air. <laughs> I like that. that. That seems very likely to happen. I think so, too. Lloyd, what's your prediction? I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. Oh, I like a close I'm game. I'm right by where you're at. I was going to say 27-24. Oh, I like it. 
And uh, my player of the game. I like a player of the game. Is going to be Connor McLegger. Ooh, I like Connor McLegger. Because I'm going to be wearing a jersey that says Connor McLegger. No fucking shit, really? Yeah. Dude, you got to show me. James had one made for me. That r- James listens to the podcast? Yeah. Thank my, you, James. Uh, yeah, my my stepdad. My oh, no husband. shit. That rules. Uh, but yeah, it's so I think he's going to break the record uh, for the longest kick. We like a broken record. Because I think what they're going to do is... Uh, get tired of listening to the Ravens talk shit, so they're just going to go have a touchback and then just have him kick it from there every time, and it's going to be all field goals. That fucking rules, dude. Thank you, Morgan. Uh, dude, I like it. I love our predictions. I'm all excited right. for this week. What do you got, Plugs? Uh, this Friday at Chameleon. Comedy Nerds Comedy Showcase put on by Pie and Violence. Pie and Violence as fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cover no cover, 9 o'clock. Psy headlining, bunch of other great comics uh, on there. Luke Young, Allison Snap, Phil Pointer, John Holmes, Breezy fucking Lee. Breezy fucking Lee. Luke's gotten really funny. Yeah, every, dude, I'm, I'm super excited for it. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing one a month or so. Dad rules. Um, i trying to think. Phil Pointer's on it. Dude, Phil's, Phil fucking rules. I'm gonna, I kind of want to go, like, line up by lineup because I can't do the show because yeah, I have yeah. to DJ a wedding. Phil is just – Phil's been my dude for years. Yeah. He's we fuck with each other the all the best. time. He's the best. He also calls me out when they need to be called out. Um, Stapp is like literally one of my new favorite people in the world. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's so fucking funny. funny. I, I've said for a while, like, dude, she's got something. Yeah. And she, her jokes have gotten great, and she's kind of coming to her own as a performer. So, And so she's also going to be hosting here uh, next weekend for Mary Santora. Nice. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm probably going to check out like a Thursday or something like that because I can't come Friday or Saturday. Dude, stoked for her. Fuck yeah. What you got? Uh, not much, actually. My uh, my weekend kind of... Um, Became DJ wedding. True. <laughs> uh, my weekend's out of the way, so I think my next day's going to be like uh, uh, October 1st at the Commonwealth Sanctuary in Dayton. I'm just doing their mic. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start sending out like messages and avails and shit. Uh, I'm going to be in New York City for a couple days in October. Um, just seeing um, Live Pod. Uh, just going there for like two days. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm going to be on the road for a week in November. I got my link tree. Just check out the shows. Oh, yeah. Everybody go like uh, Pie and Violence on Go Instagram. like Pie and Violence. So, so what are you going to do with that? Are you just going to run like once a month shows? or? Yeah. I, I, just for now, we're starting with just once a month. Just kind of. And then I'm going to branch out to try and do, like, maybe do some shows at Commonwealth, maybe Comet. Maybe that just, rips, dude. Just, um, you know, a way to put people I like. <clears throat> yeah, the people, that's the the people fun I want to see. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the fun I mean, of booking a show. It really just came around because the bartender, Emily at Chameleon, who is Friend for awesome. years. Yeah. Uh, she was talking about having Breezy do it, and Breezy's in school and got all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And, then she and she's looked, done shows before, and they've been fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and then she just looked at me like, well, why don't you do it? And I was like, I don't have a good answer for why not. I guess, <laughs> I, I, guess I will. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, uh, well, Grandpa's here, so we got to go. Yeah, we do got to go. So, Lloyd. Alex. I think we only have one thing left to say before Mikey yells at us. Fuck, Fuck you, you, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.